Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. As we talked about on yesterday's show, Camelot just opened. Mm, Camelot. 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 <laughs> yes. Camelot, indeed. as some of you are calling it. I'm, yeah, I'm not exactly. calling it that. You guys are calling it that. I'm not. Yeah. But I haven't seen oh, it yet, yeah. to be fair. I see it Wednesday. Oh, amazing. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Lincoln Center production that we have yet to see, but many of you have already seen, they will now release an original Broadway cast recording with uh, a digital launch for June the 2nd and physical CDs available now for pre-order, but they will be available in stores on June 30th. The cast recording will be produced by David Caddick and David Lai through Broadway Records. I love my Broadway Broadway Records. (laughs) As soon as I saw that like first little press preview, I was like, dot, 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 Robbie Rizal. What's yeah, happening of here? <laughs> of course. Of course. Right? They, they were behind, you know, My Fair Lady um, and Lincoln Center and quite a few others. And um, I just think this is like a really perfect um, marriage between those two. And I'm really excited to hear this cast recording. I think it's going to be beautiful. Absolutely. And it also can't, comes at the same time that they announced that they are extending Ending. through now September 3rd, which I find yeah. really interesting uh, because of the reviews that it's gotten. But I think the one thing that has been pretty consistent um, you know, there's been a lot of complaints about the book and the changes to that. I think the one consistent thing still is how good everyone sounds. So I will never complain about a cast recording. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty brilliant. So I'm I'm thrilled that they are getting this um, extension and cast recording and all the love because there is also an overwhelming like positive sentiment for having Camelot back on Broadway. Absolutely, by, you know, a yeah. Large of those in the theater community. So um, yeah, everyone was a lot of people were looking for a revival for a very long time, and now yeah. they got it. And whether it's what they were expecting of it or not is a different story. But as always, good to have that kind of uh, preservation of revivals or any production in that form via cast recording. We always love to see that. We always love to see it. Uh, next up, we love talking about in-development shows. We love talking about industry readings because it's kind of like, ooh, what's going on? And I also like to say, like, sometimes these casting notices as well, it's kind of like, okay, cool. These are some people I need to keep my eye on. Um, yeah. Per- because, I mean, you've got the usual suspects, of course, but there's also people that you're like, oh, interesting. I'm seeing you in a lot of industry readings as of late. So Yeah, busy. Busy bees. Uh, but next up in, in uh, industry readings, Golden, a new musical, will have an industry presentation on April 20th and 21st with music and lyrics by John Hodges and Gordy Wells and a book by Francesca Pepiat and Whit Cook. This will star Major Attaway. Uh, I mean, Love I remember, Major Attaway. I remember the week he went into rehearsals for Aladdin. How crazy is that? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> it was so long ago. I remember it like it was my yesterday. Like um, it was so long ago. Yeah. Morgan Linney, uh, Dudley, and Kevin Massey will also join, and John Michael Reese, uh, as well as like a full ensemble, including my dearest uh, Marina Kondo, um, Kayla Wooten, and so many more yeah. um, amazing players. Uh, but this musical is a retelling of the Rumpelstiltskin fairy tale. I felt like Golden kind of gave that away. Yeah, um, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty clear. They, they named this perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very curious to see what this yeah. is. I love an industry read. 
Uh, speaking of other things happening in New York City, full casting has now been announced for the New York premiere of Rock and Roll Man. Joining, we've already talked about, you know, the initial casting for this. It includes one of my favorites, Emmy Award winner, Joe Pantoliano. Um, I literally Ooh, am obsessed yeah, with man. Absolutely. <laughs> Follow him on Instagram, y'all. It's a wild ride. Uh, but the cast has now begun rehearsals for the new musical, which celebrates the life of the trailblazing DJ Alan Freed. Rock and Roll Man begins performances on June 2nd with an opening night set for June 21st of this year at New World Stages. In addition to the previously announced cast, like we talked about, Joe and Constantine Marullis, uh, joining them is Bob Ari, Roderick Covington, Valicia LaKay, and a, a full ensemble, more as well. Um, really exciting to see this advancement. It's been a second since I've realized that there's like a new show in New World Stages. You know what I mean? Like we've sure. still in like the recovery process of post like shutdown. Um, this used to be a spot where it's like you'd have like the mainstays and like gazillion bubble show, but then you'd also have like some new pieces. Um, I think so there's the- been some new stuff and there's certainly been like resident yeah. residency stuff. Like Melissa Etheridge was there, which is, of course, as a queer yeah. lady, the first thing that comes to my brain. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And that was iconic. So more more soon on that uh, front. The world premiere of Julia Ray Maldonado's play Muses will be presented May 11th through June 3rd. What a critical time to be doing a show in New York. God bless them. Um, (laughs) I love to see it. Um, This will take place at Theater East newly acquired space, the Court Square Theater, which you might know as the former Astoria Performing Arts Center located in Queens, New York. Directed by Theater East Artistic Director Judson Jones. The cast includes Lauren Pacino, Tammy Quatch, Joseph Dean Anderson, and Lauren Soa. The play, just to give you a little synopsis, because this absolutely intrigued me, the play follows Emily, a New York City painter, who discovers that her husband has been in a relationship with a 15-year-old girl named Grace when she follow- when she shows up at Emily's studio wanting to sit for a painting, the two unearth cataclysmic revelations that ignite the world around them Woof. this is giving frida Kahlo. this is giving yeah 100 percent this is giving totally. honestly, any freaking artist um yeah <laughs> I, i'm really i'm interested in the nuance of this play just based on that premise i don't know about you but i'm like wait a oh 100 percent, because there <laughs> needs to be like this yeah. this isn't just going to be like a straight down the barrel kind of uh, play, I'm sure. Uh, I'm really, really curious about this and hadn't really heard anything before. Um, so I will certainly be trying to be there just based on that description because it sounds like it could be a very chaotic ride. Exactly. Um, if you want a chaotic ride to Bryant Park, that was a horrible transition, but here I, we are. I get it every time. Yeah. I love Brian Park, uh, but they've just announced a new performance series called The Picnic Performance Series presented by Bank of America. They will host Classical Theater of Harlem, New York City Opera, Shana Taub for Joe's Pub, yes, Carnegie City Wide, and so, so much more. This will kick off on June first uh, with the New York City Opera's La Boheme. The lineup includes literally so much. I can't even like pack it all into this show. Mm-hmm. You've got the Choir for Citywide. You've got Joe's Pub on August 11th, New York City Opera with Barbara Seville on August 18th, Alessandra Laura uh, in concert uh, August 19th. There's there's literally so much. You've got Romeo and Juliet. They've got a full announcement that we are including in our show notes if you want the full calendar breakdown because it probably is a great thing to just keep in your back pocket of like, oh, cool, totally. I can wander over to uh, Bryant Park to see an incredible performance from New York City Opera. Yeah, sure. that you... That you might otherwise not 
have either heard of or gotten a chance to see or, you know, didn't know it was going to be happening. And now it's kind of like, oh, I see this smaller performance and now I know to go get tickets wherever, Classical Theater of Harlem or whatever. I think that Bryant Park's summer, both theater and concert offerings are maybe some of the best in New York. I am so impressed every year when they announce their slate, whether it be the movies, whether it be Broadway and Bryant Park, whether it's this picnic performance series. It's just always so good. And it's kind of like one of the main markers for me of like, okay, summer has started. There's stuff going on in Bryant Park again. <laughs> So I love this. This is really exciting to me. Right? I love it. Uh, In streaming news, the 2016 documentary, Best Worst Thing That Could Ever Happen. Speaking of things that are exciting to me. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. If you don't know, this is a behind the scenes um, kind of like look fly on the wall footage from Stephen Sondheim and George First Merrily. We roll along with the original Broadway production. Directed by Lonnie Um, Price. Directed by Lonnie Price. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, this was released on Netflix for a time. Um, it was on there Netflix was a short, for a time. Yeah. Yeah, like and a very short just, window. Um, I think it was actually on for a bit. And then I and I genuinely couldn't tell you how long because I think I only watched it once while it was on streaming. The first time I saw it was when it was actually released as part of whatever festival that was, maybe TIFF. Um, and then there was a talk back, of course, with Stephen Sondheim afterwards. And obviously, I was there. I love this documentary. I think it was on Netflix for a while, though. And then, you know, everyone, self-included, got really upset because when it was taken off of Netflix, it was basically nowhere to be found. And right. thankfully, now they are changing that. So starting May 23rd, the film will be available for rent or purchase on all these major video-on-demand platforms, including but not limited yes. to Apple TV uh, Amazon, Vudu, Video on Demand, Google Play, YouTube Movies. Some of these sites are even like offering like pre-order options. So if this is wanting to be on your radar, but you don't want to miss it, you do have the option with a lot of those providers that you can have like kind of an alert system to know when you can um, check in, which That's I think is great. great. I, I agree with that. And it is so well done if you haven't seen it before. It is just, I mean, obviously it's very sentimental material for me in general, but I think it's just a really well-constructed documentary. So when it comes out in May, uh, go to any of those things, finally, I guess. And if you're like excited about The Cottage, directed by Jason Alexander, you can also Obviously. see where his Broadway roots started with uh, this show. It's really, really cool to see mm-hmm. um, his, like, behind, you know, the footage of, of his involvement there and his commentary because it's really, really beautiful. So get excited for all Ex- of it. Always excited. Always excited for Jason Alexander. And that was Jason Alexander from in Merrily was like the one person where, you know, reading, I can't remember, it was probably in the book that breaks down all of Sondheim's music specific stuff, the details of his work, of saying that everyone in that cast was probably too young, but Jason Alexander basically came out of the womb, the Broadway womb fully formed and was like the one person that was like, oh, absolutely, he's the right fit for this at this exact moment. Exactly. Um, We're going to keep going with the Sondheim news because everybody rise a Sondheim celebration. Which is, an, you know, a whole celebratory evening of the late and great Stephen Sondheim will be presented on July 30th at the Hollywood Bowl at 7.30 p.m. Their time, not Eastern time. That's that's Hollywood time, baby. Um, three-time <laughs> Tony Award winner and star of every New Year's Eve opposite Andy Cohen. Um, Patty sure. Cohn yeah. will oh, not Anderson Cooper. Got it. 
Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. All of them. Uh, Sierra Bogus will also be involved. Tony Award winner Sutton Foster will be uh, present. There will be more casting news soon. But these three ladies, we love to see it. Um, Absolutely. I I'm love sure there's going to be some footage. There'll probably be some footage. Uh, you know, I'm hoping finance isn't proof where I could take a little trip <laughs> in July to the Hollywood Bowl. That would be nice because, I mean, Patti LuPone singing Sondheim is all- always the stuff of my dreams. So great lineup in general. I mean, Sierra Sutton and Patti, that's kind of – that's what you want to see, right? I mean, that's that's anybody's dream. It doesn't even matter exactly. that they're doing Sondheim and now they're doing Sondheim. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> Finally, we've got some great recommendations for you, quite a few, and then some we're saving for the end because of everything that happened yesterday, as if we never said goodbye. Is that what it is? No. Mm, sure. Time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways. Uh, okay. So starting with Schmigadoon, we got like, uh, you know, a little bit of a Titus Burgess uh, music video. If you want to see some behind the scenes, we've got some there. We've got Jinx Monsoon performance. Jinx Monsoon! End of the latest season yeah. of RuPaul's Drag Race. No spoilers here, but you can kind of do the math um, and, and check that out. Because what's funny is everybody was commenting and reposting this video of Jinx performing like, oh, my God get this girl to broadway and i was like well she just was <laughs> Did it, were people saying that because i didn't see i i mean pay attention y'all she just yeah. brought in all of chicago's numbers i also wonder if That's there was so a little shade saying like bring her back you know what i mean like well okay. yeah i just had that conversation this weekend as far as like her run in chicago and how great it was and i think they said that it was the best financial run that they've had since it started in this technical revival which is obviously excellent but like what's her next role because <laughs> she should obviously be on broadway she's so so great um and clearly brings in money for the industry so i hope I, mean, I know she's about to go on tour or is on tour again now but hopefully when that wraps up and gets some very needed sleep uh, we'll see her back on Broadway. There it is. And then finally, as you, we all know, Phantom ended. And I've heard of it. I don't yeah. think that it's going to be gone forever. But um, people Nobody are, does. No. But here's the thing. There are a lot of really great pieces of content out there regarding the final performance. You've got a Variety article. You've got a New York Times op-ed about Andrew Lloyd Webber and the Phantom but written it, by Andrew Lloyd Webber talking yeah. about his, you know, the experience of it all and the difficulties of producing on Broadway. And of course, about a recent family tragedy with Nick dying. Yeah. Um, it's a really good read. Obviously, you know, my feelings of Andrew Lloyd Webber are vocal. Um, but it is a really good piece. And it, I can't imagine how difficult of a time it is right now for him and his family, but also the wrapping up of the show that's so, 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 so important to Broadway and theater history. And it, it, it you know, we keep talking about how we know it's coming back and it's going to be in the more stripped down version. And uh, I personally despise that. I know a lot of people do because it means a lot of people, particularly musicians, lose jobs. Um, but seeing this version leave, the Hal Prince version, the version that's been on Broadway for 30 plus years, that's, that's such a, a closing of a book. 
Yes, very much so. Um, to say, I mean, the final piece of recommendation video that we have for Phantom is them closing the book. It's their, uh, curtain call, last curtain call yeah. on Broadway, um, presented by Broadway World. It's, it's really stunning. And oh, yeah, yeah. I, what, what I thought was the biggest flex, I'll say this. If yeah. you, my Instagram feed of people being like, ah, uh, finally saying goodbye to the phantom or whatever. I was like, I know what you're doing. This is a huge flex and it's incredible. Congratulations to all of you. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, of course. And you know, I would be doing the same. And I feel like, I mean, depending on how people got those tickets and how soon they got those tickets, uh, expensive. And also the lottery, even the lottery was still expensive. The lottery was a hundred. So, I mean, if you were lucky enough to win the lottery, I would be posting for the next like six weeks. Congratulations. Brag about it. Absolutely. We love to see it. And farewell to Phantom. Farewell, Phantom. For now. For now. For now. Guess what? For now. Love never dies. And on that note, mm, thanks for listening yeah, to Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Know This Is Ashley. Thank you all so much for joining us. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs>